Hello and welcome. We are so glad you are here today. Today is the final episode for 2023 for the Platinum Business Break podcast. And we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're listening. So again, welcome friends, welcome colleagues, welcome listeners. You know, whether you're watching this on YouTube as a vidcast or on one of the streaming services, like for example, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere. All right. So we're so glad you're here with us. And I'm doing something a little bit different. Normally, I drop this New Year's message either on New Year's Day or a few days after. But I'm going to do it a little bit different this year. Uh, main reason is I'm, I'm really thinking about myself. So, you know, the time between Christmas and New Year, uh, that's the time really for self-reflection. That's when I get a lot of planning done for the year, kind of reflect the previous year. What do I want to get done for 2024 or for the next year? So I, I thought maybe everyone else is kind of, you know, in that mindset as well. Because, look, we're shaking off the holidays. Uh, we, you know, the reality of the new year is about to hit. Uh, some of us are working maybe a day or two. Some of us may be on vacation. But I think most of us are starting to contemplate 2024. Hey, let's do it now, right? Before the year starts, let's start thinking about the new year. So today's episode is Season 3, Episode 21. And it's called New Year's Resolution or Revolution. Now, I, I pretty much do the same message every year. I'm changing it up a little bit. I'm adding some uh, new information that I hope that you will find useful. So we're going to jump in, and here we go. All right, I got to ask you, what is your New Year's resolution? Well, let's look at the definition. A resolution, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is the act or process of resolving such as the act of analyzing complex notion into simpler ones, the act of uh, answering or solving something, or the act of determining. Now, I, I like the first one, is taking something complex and, and making it simple. And I think that is the problem that we, we get into with resolutions, is we make them too generic. Like, hey, I want to lose weight this year. And, and you don't put an action plan with it. Or I want to stop smoking. I want to stop drinking. I want to get a new job. I want to make more money. And those are great, but if you don't have a plan or specifics and, and markers or, or time posts within the year to kind of see how you're going, you're going you're gonna to fail. And, and again, <laughs> this is a statistic, and it's prove, it, it proves true almost every year. January 17th, on average, is when most people will abandon their resolution. Now, I found an article, it was Forbes.com, and it was actually a recent article, and it, and it talked about from 2022 into 2023, and it said that, you know, most of the people, and it confirmed that, the, the first statistic, ditch New Year's Resolutions Day is January 17th, and the other one is the second Friday in January called Quitters Day. All right, for all you quitters, go ahead and mark your calendar and, you know, go through the motions and then quit on that second Friday and then, you know, have a party, I guess. But this was interesting. The Forbes Health One Poll Survey for 2023, that's for this year, found that the average resolution lasts just 3.74 months. Let's just say that's four months. Only 8% of respondents tend to stick with their goals for more than one month, while 22% last two months, 22% last three months, and 13% last four months. Now, if you add all that together, really what that's saying is most of us don't, don't really stick with our resolution. Now, again, in all fairness, some people might just have a, a partial resolution. Like, for example, I've got a uh, spring break 
I'm, I'm going on a cruise. I'm going to the beach. And for spring break, I'm going to lose 20 pounds and get in shape. Okay, that's fine. And then once you do that, you're done. Or maybe it's, hey, I've got a high school reunion coming up this summer. And I want to look smoking hot, right? Again, once that's done, then then your resolution. So that might be part of why the statistics show that. But for most of us, I, I think a New Year's resolution is is indicating, hey, we want to change something permanently in our life. I know that's the way I do. I just, you know, I because you know you can have goals like, hey, I want to lose a few pounds before the cruise or before the reunion. You know, that doesn't have to be a resolution. To me, a resolution is more life changing. Let's don't make it a resolution. Let's make it a revolution. All right. A revolution is, again, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a radical, sudden, or complete change. That's what most of us are looking for in 2024, I believe, is we want to change something. Again, whether it's our, our, our weight, our appearance, our health, our job, our career. Heck, some of us may change our boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse. I don't know. But it's, it's a change, right? So you want to make a change. And, and that's what a revolution is, is a radical change, a complete change. To me, that's what a... New Year's resolution should be. It should be a revolution. Now, stick with me on this. I, th- I think you'll like this. Now, if we're going to start 2024, and I'm going to give you not one, but two, but 12, the best and most life-changing New Year's resolutions that you can look at for 2024, okay? Let's start. Number one, prioritize mental and physical health. Set realistic fitness goals and commit to regular exercise. Practice mindfulness or meditation to reduce stress and ensure adequate sleep for overall well-being. Now, again, as I was saying earlier, you got to make that specific. You know, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to average seven hours of sleep every night. I want to reduce stress by doing this. Okay, so so I'm going to read some of these. These are going to kind of sound generic, but when you're listening to these, think, how can I apply them to, to, to your situation and how can you put some specific measurements on them? All right, number two. Develop a learning mindset. Set aside time for continuous learning and personal development. Learn a new skill or take up a hobby that challenges you. Now, I'm going to talk about skills uh, in in a couple points down the way, and I'm going to connect back to this one, so kind of remember that. Three, establish financial wellness. Create a budget, stick to it. And really, younger folks, I wish I would have done that 30, 40 years ago. Save or invest money for future goals and work on reducing or eliminating debt. Now, I'm not talking about businesses. I'm talking about personal debt where, you know, those of you who've got thirty, dollars $40,000 of credit card debt, student loans or whatever that's eating you alive every month, that's, you need to reduce that. All right. That's all I'm saying. Number four, build stronger relationships. Spend quality time with loved ones, improve communication skills, and resolve conflicts and forgive past grievances. Now, part of that to me is also if you got toxic relationships, you got to get rid of those people. Yeah, look, you forgive them, but you got to get them out of your life. All right. And the people that do matter to you, build strong relationships with them. Let them know you care. All right. Number five, contribute to others. Volunteer for a cause that you're passionate about. Practice random acts of kindness. Now, I'm going to add a couple to this one. For those of you who, who drive a lot, use your blinker. Okay, I'm just saying, use your blinker. It's okay. Indicate you're going to change lanes. Also, merging in a construction zone. Don't wait till the last 50 feet to think about getting over. All right, I mean, that just helps all of us. All right, that's all I'm saying. Okay, a little, little humor there. Number six, embrace a sustainable lifestyle. Now, now half of you are rolling your eyes. Look, I, 
on this, all I'm saying is just look at energy alternatives, incorporate eco-friendly habits into your daily routine. I mean, for example, if you're not recycling, recycle. You know, maybe look at solar for your house. Look, I, look, some of this stuff is worth looking at, um, and I'm not against any of it. It just has to make sense for your lifestyle. But this is important to some people. And if it's important to you, you might want to make that a resolution. You might want to make that something you want to do for 2024. All right, number seven, cultivate a positive mindset. Practice gratitude daily. Focus on positive aspects of life and develop resilience in the face of challenges. And I think that's the best advice I would give anyone. And again, I do some some executive coaching and one-on-one coaching. And that's the main thing is, is the positive mindset. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit of, the, you know, limiting beliefs. A lot of us, we're just so negative because we, we watch the news, we listen to the radio, turn all that off. Okay, turn it off. It is no good. And it, and it never gets better. I've been listening to watching the news for, you know, 30 or 40 years. And a couple of years ago, I just turned it off. I quit watching all of, all of it. And guess what? I sleep better. My life is better. I'm more positive. All right, number eight, set career goals. Define career objectives and work towards them. Seek opportunities for professional growth and development. Leave a toxic work environment. Start your own business. And I was mentioning before, you know, skills development. I, I was watching a, a podcast. Actually, it was a, uh, a online, you know, webinar with the uh, chief people officer of Walmart. And this lady was really sharp. And again, you know, some people don't like Walmart for whatever reason. I don't. I don't care about that. I mean, they they employ over 2.1 million people globally. Over 370 million people visit their stores every week. So they know what they're talking about. And, and what she was saying, I thought this was really cool, is they're focusing when they're interviewing people and, and when they hire people, it's more on skills development. It's not necessarily a college degree. Now, obviously, if you're going to be on the, the, the executive team or you're going to be an attorney or maybe if you're in the pharmacy area, you're going to have a, a, a doctorate or a degree you know, to, to be part of the pharmacy team. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about store management. Um, you know, their average store manager does not have a college degree. Their average store manager, by the way, this is according to the chief people officer at Walmart, they make over $200,000 a year. Not bad. Again, probably a tough job. But again, the money is there. So so skills. Again, that's why I was kind of talking about, uh, you know, Platinum uh, Business Academy uh, is, again, kind of our newest thing that we're offering to individuals. We've been offering to this to, to corporations, to companies, but now we, we've opened it up. So the info bl- below the podcast or below the vidcast, I'll have some information on it. But, yeah, it's called the Platinum Business Academy where you can get access to over 3,000 courses, hundreds of tracks, and over 50 certifications for one low price. It's, it's a great deal. Anyway, enough of that commercial. Number nine, improve time management. Prioritize tasks effectively and minimize procrastination. And again, I've got a podcast that I did earlier this year on time management. Uh, go back, look at the archives. It's pretty good. And it's really more on, on not really time management because I don't think you can manage time. You know, again, I'm watching the clock over here on the wall and it's ticking away. It's about to be 2024. But again, time is really, you know, a man-made construct. You know, we define time. We you know, figured out, you know, how long it takes to go around the, the, the sun and how longer planet rotates and all that. So, you know, I mean, in, in terms of the uh, the passing of, of, of natural things happen anyway, and you can't control it. You're not, you're not stopping any of it. So it's really more productivity management, um, in, in my opinion, is you, you're trying to be productive and how do you manage that 
and through that you do manage time. Anyway, didn't mean to go off on that. I do have a podcast on that if that uh, interests you. Number 10, have a healthy work-life balance. Set boundaries between work and personal life. Now, again, depending on your age and you know, your generation, you know, some people, hey, they're all in, they're, they're 24 seven, you know, as a business owner, you know, a lot of you are like, hey, I did, this is my life. Okay, I get that. But for those who work for a company, uh, especially those who work in a stressful job, uh, I was talking to a recent colleague of mine and and a friend of mine, he, uh, you know, he works for a company and he has uh, one, only one phone, it's the company phone. And because of that, he mixes his personal and his business stuff on this phone and on his laptop. And he can never escape. You know, you're, you're nine o'clock at night and you start getting emails or texts from somebody or, or maybe an executive or whatever. And it, all it does is trigger you and it sets you off. So if you're in that situation, part of setting that healthy work-life balance and setting boundaries is getting another phone. Look, I'm telling you, it's worth it. I did it for many years. And, you know, at the end of the day, and, you know, again, you're, you're going to work your, you're, you're going to work your time whatever that is, whether it's, you know, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever, but turn it off. All right. Turn it off on the weekend if that's your schedule. Or if you're, you know, depending on your schedule, just turn it off when you're not working. I'm telling you, that is so good. That is the best thing you could do for your work-life balance. And that's from personal experience. All right. Number 11, cultivate a healthy digital lifestyle. Guilty as charged here. This is one I've really, really tried working on in 2023 with limited success. Limit screen time and social media use. Disconnect regularly to foster in-person connections. So two things I'll say with that. And obviously, if you're in business, and part of your business like mine is posting on a regular basis uh, social um, media content for consumption, you know, that, that's what you do. And personally, what I've tried to do is, especially when I go to bed, is not sit there and lay in bed with my phone for an hour and watch you know, videos on social media. Um, it's not good for your brain. And, you know, there's a term I heard a few years ago, and I don't really hear it that often. It's called digital dementia. We're all becoming so, you know, uh, attached and addicted to these, these phones and, and the, the data, the endorphins that, you know, when, when someone likes a post, oh, you get the endorphins. Look, you got to stop that, you know, a few hours before bedtime. Now, again, you know, some of us have young kids or kids or even adult kids that are somewhere and, you know, you want to be able for them to, to connect with you. You know, there's a couple ways to do that on, on your phone, some settings that will, um, you know, alert you if there's an emergency or something. But in general, if you, if you go to bed, read a book, just pull out a book and read a book. Um, also, I noticed this and it was a, it was a meme I saw, I think on Facebook or LinkedIn and said, Hey, I'm inviting 10 people over so we could all sit around and uh, text each other on our phones. And it's funny, a few few years ago at a holiday, I, I, all of our family was here, and I took a picture, and, and I couldn't find it because I was, I you know, thought about posting it. But every, everyone in the family that we're all on our phones, <laughs> we're not we're not talking, and I think that's another problem. So this year we're doing something different. We're you know, going to try to do some family activities, some non phone activities. We're going to say, put your phone up, play some games or something, or just engage in conversation, sit around the fire pit or whatever. But let's let's disconnect, all right? Because I think that is so good for your brain, all right? Number 12, focus on self reflection. Again, that's what this time to me, the time between Christmas and New Year is a great time for that. Regularly assess your goals and progress, adjust your plans as needed. Now, what I do every year, I set out goals. I write them down. Sometimes I make them public. Sometimes I, I don't. You know, my family knows, and, and they hold me accountable. And, you know, do I hit them all? No, I don't. And part of the problem is I, I put too many. So for 2024, I'm going to really try to hone down and really maybe four or five things, and that's it. So what I'm going to try to do 
is you know put some uh, you know put some markers out there. So every every month, every three weeks, or you know whatever that cadence is, like am I hitting these goals? Right. You got to have that checkpoint to to see how your goals are going. So this is a great time to do that. So self reflection is really really good because a lot of times we're so busy, and months and you know weeks and months and you know quarters go by and it's like whew, you haven't really had time to go. Wait a minute, am I? doing the things I need to do. A lot of times we don't do that because life moves so fast. You got to take some time, put it on your calendar, a weekend, a day, an afternoon to say, hey, I need to turn everything off. Where am I at? Okay, I think that's good for you. All right, well, that's number 12. Again, I said I was going to give you 12 things to to you know possibly customize and, and set for your own. Now, one thing I, I did want to point out is resolutions are not inspiring. A lot of us say, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, I want to quit smoking. All right. I mean, those are good general things, but revolutions, right? Revolutions are life-changing, as I was saying earlier. What are you going to do to change your life this year? So here's four things you can do. Number one, create the vision and make it compelling. Vision has the power to pull you through the tough times. In other words, you know, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds and get down to size 34 for the cruise, for the high school reunion. But number two, but what are the reasons for that vision? Well, you know, the reason behind that is, hey, I want to look great. I want to I be on that cruise ship or on that beach, take my shirt off, or be in that swimsuit and not have, you know, PETA throw me back in the ocean. You know, oh, poor, poor whale. He needs, he needs to get back in the water. Poor, you know, free willy. That's the type of thing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. That's the type of thing that I'm talking about is, is you have to have something that is so compelling. That's like, you know, I'm going to lose that weight. I'm going to look, I'm going to get jacked. I'm going to look smoking hot, you know, or, or maybe it's that reunion, you know, um, you know, maybe in high school, you're the ugly duckling or whatever. And you're going to go back to that 20th, 25th, 30th, whatever reunion. So, you know what, I'm going to look good. Or, you know, maybe it's, it, it's, you, you say, look, I'm going to stop smoking. And the reason I'm going to stop smoking is we had a lot of cancer or cancer, or, or maybe you did get some bad news from the doctor and you have to change you have to change or you're going to die but you got to look at the reasons for that vision and 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 a lot of that is hey if i lose that weight i'm going to feel better if i lose this weight i'm going to look great at the reunion um if i get in shape i'm going to be able to run that 5k and i'm going to be able to spend time with my kids or my grandkids or whatever it is okay so I hope that makes sense. So you have to have some some reasons for that vision. Those will help get you through the inevitable challenges and setbacks. Believe me, they're going to happen. Number three, raise your standards. Now, this is a little tough one to, 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 to get, but listen to me. Goals are nice, but like resolutions, they're not always met. Standards are musts and non-negotiable. So we're going to talk about musts versus shoulds. Right. So, you know, so like, hey, I have standards. Okay. What are your standards? Well, standards are I'm going to have a healthy lifestyle. Okay. Part of your standards are, hey, I'm going to make sure I pay my bills. Um, it may be, you know, hey, I'm going to make sure I have good hygiene. Now, that sounds kind of gross, but, but stay with me on this one. I'm going to brush my teeth. Now, some people, it's a must. Some people, it's a should. I should brush my teeth. Now, if you don't brush your teeth for a day or two, eh, yeah, that's nasty. Don't do that for six months. Yeah, but yeah. So, so a must. I must brush my teeth, <laughs> so I don't have, you know, rotten teeth. Or, or maybe it's you know, I have blood pressure. You know, I have high blood pressure. I must take my medicine every day. Not should. I must because if I don't, my blood pressure goes up, and then, you know, things 
that complicates things. So there's must versus should. I must pay my house note. Not should. I must pay my house note. I hope that makes sense. So you got to raise your standards. You're, you're going to put a priority on things that you must do. Okay, that's your standard. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, um, there's a picture of, of, a, of a, an, a giant, an adult elephant. And he's, uh, the picture shows he's tied to a wooden stake with, with a rope tied to one leg. And the, the purpose of that, or, or, the, or the, the story behind that is, is when he was a baby elephant, you know, he was tied to that post and he couldn't break that rope because he was a baby. And he doesn't know any, now that he's grown, he's a behemoth, he's a giant elephant. He could easily rip that pole out of the ground and break that rope, but he doesn't know any better. Why is that? Because he has limiting beliefs. And that's the same thing that happens w- with us. You know, what you believe, when I'm saying your standards, are limiting your actions. So if you, and again, a lot of us have a lot of baggage from when we were young or young adults. You know, you got to let that go. People told you you can't do things. Uh, you'll never be a success. What you know, in that that negative self talk is is really is really hurtful. So don't do any negative self talk. You know, you can do anything that you want. Now, for example, I'm never going to be a professional golfer. That ain't going to happen. I'm not going to be a surgeon. Ain't going to happen. But what I can do is I could get in shape. Uh, I could start a business, or I could run maybe a you know a small marathon or something. But there are things that you can do and want to do. And that negative self-talk keeps you from doing them. And again, it might be finding a new job. You know, it might be like, you know, you, you feel stuck. And you know what? Another year has gone by. Why is that? No one is making you stay there. Do something about it. It's your limiting beliefs. You think that you're not good enough to go get another job. Yes, you are. Go do it. All right. Number four, create rituals which support your standards. So your rituals or your routine or actions that you do consistently. Rituals are musts. Now, again, those of you who know me personally or follow me on personally on Facebook, you know, back in 2019, I started kind of a health journey. I lost about 50 pounds. I just, you know, I saw pictures of myself at a Christmas party. I looked, you know, fat Elvis. Looked terrible. My my complexion looked terrible. I looked stressed. I was stressed. I was eating terribly. And I, cold turkey. I, I started going to the gym, and I go to I work out six days a week. Now, you know, obviously COVID slowed things up, but I still worked out every day. So my routine is I work out six days a week, rest one day. Typically that's on Sunday. When that alarm clock goes off, I get up, I go. I I don't even think about it because it is my routine. It is a must. And I'm going to tell you, it's a must. And I'm going to tell you, I feel better. My clothes fit better. I've lost weight. I mean, people say, wow, you look great. You look great for your age. I'm like, appreciate that. And again, I want to be healthy because when I get into my 60s and my 70s, I want to be in good shape because I don't want to fall, you know, break anything. So I, that, that is part of my resolution or my revolution is to continue and up the game on my exercise this year. All right. So, so again, routines are rituals. Rituals are musts. Okay. You got that? Cause you're, you know, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you see the graphic there, your daily routine matters. And most of us, if you get in the routine, it's easy. Uh, and I'm going to have a quote about that. And, you know, the discipline of that is easy. And I find if I, if I miss a workout, I feel guilty. The guilt is crushing, you know, and I, 20 years ago, I would have said, no, that's not me. That's, I'm not that type of person. Well, because of my, my routine, I've become that person and that's a good thing. 
All right, those of you who are watching on YouTube, you see a picture there. It's a picture of Michael Jordan. Now, this picture was taken, you know, during the height of his career. He was a basketball player, and he's, you know, without a doubt, one of the greatest uh, basketball players. And also, if you, you haven't watched, uh, I think it's on Netflix, it's called Shoe Dog. It's the story of how Nike got Michael Jordan signed as their really first uh, celebrity spokesperson, and it's really a great story. And it tells, you know, a little insight into, into Michael Jordan, too. But during the height of his career, he was asked by an interviewer, what sets you apart, Michael? Is it God-given talent, ability, skill? What is it? Michael Jordan said this, I have a lot of talent, a lot of God-given talent, a lot of skill. I worked really hard, he shared, but really it's my standards. Every day I demand more from myself than anybody else could humanly expect. I'm not competing with someone else. I'm competing with what I'm capable of. Now, that is huge, and I think that really resonated with me because I believe ultimately the greatest challenge is improving yourself, and that's kind of what he's saying. You know, I mean, if you're playing golf, you're playing guitar, racing, you know, you, you, you know, do, doing a marathon, you know, you're trying, to, you're, you're trying to beat your time or you're trying to do this. You know, it, you're competing against yourself ultimately. And here's the cool thing. There's a graphic up on the screen again. Those who are watching on the YouTube video, um, it's it's if you improve one percent every day. Now one percent doesn't sound very much, but think about this. And it's the same. It's the axiom of, of brushing your teeth every day or working out every day. If you do a little bit every day, at the end of the year, you improve thirty-seven percent. You know, it's one uh, percent. It's one point oh one to the three hundred sixty-fifth power. But if you don't, you actually decrease 0.03%. So what the graph is showing is 1% improvement every day has a greater impact on your life than if you do nothing. So even if you do, you know, for example, say, you know, look, I don't want to go to the gym, whatever. Go for a one-mile walk and then up to one and a half miles. Get it up to two miles a day. But if you could walk two miles a day, say five days a week for a year, would you look different? Would your health be different? Would you feel better? Absolutely, you would. Okay, so that's all this is saying is a little bit each day. Now, when I'm talking to businesses, you know, and again, I'm talking like towards social media posts, you know, a lot of, or, or a lot of people who try to sell me something on LinkedIn. I get a lot of people try to sell me products and services and the latest, greatest thing. So I go to their LinkedIn page and, you know, and when they started it, whether it was six months ago or a year ago or two days ago, their posts, you know, they start out strong. Oh, they're posting every day. By week two, they fall off because they have no discipline. They're not improving their business. So what I tell people is you've got to even just post something every day or every other day or every third day, but do it consistently. If you do it consistently at the end of the year, all your algorithms, all your statistics, you have more followers, you have more likes, and you are making an impact. All right. I hope that makes sense. Now, here's another quote. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, this is from a gentleman. He's a, a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL. Well, actually, uh, I think he's a retired Navy SEAL, put it that way. His name is Jocko Willink. He wrote a book with a, another gentleman called Leif Babin. It's called Extreme Ownership. It's a great book. Read it. Uh, but here's a quote from, from Jocko. Don't expect to be motivated every day to get out there and make things happen. You won't be. Don't count on motivation. Count on discipline. Okay, discipline is important, and I'm I'm going to show you another quote here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> my kids, 
it's funny because I've been saying this to my to my kids for several years, and, they, and they actually they're like, "Dad, actually, this this you're right," or actually, this quote is is true. It's by a gentleman named Jim Rohn. Uh, he's deceased. Look him up. He he's a you know motivational you know self help type guy, or inspirational. Let me put it that way. And, and he talks about the two pains in life: discipline and regret. He says the two pains in life: discipline. Discipline weighs ounces. Regret weighs tons. Now, what does he mean by that? Well, what he means is, like, for example, let's go with the uh, working out. You can say, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds this year and get in shape and get into a size 34 jeans or size whatever dress. You know, again, whatever whatever that goal is, whatever that resolution uh, or revolution is, uh, every day you're going to do something towards that goal. That's the daily discipline. And, you know, it may seem hard when you start, but you get into the routine, you set your standard, and, and you do that a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. For example, you go to a gym one day, you don't see anything, right? You go two weeks, you probably don't see anything. Well, you go to the gym and work out and eat right for a month. You're going to see a change. You're going to start seeing a change. Now, you do that for a whole year. You think you're going to look different? Yes, of course you will. But if you don't do it at the end of the so, so we're talking a year from now, and one of your goals was to lose weight and get in shape, and if anything, you put on more weight. Instead of losing 30 pounds, now you have to lose 45 pounds. That regret weighs tons. You're going to be kicking yourself going, man, I wish I would have stayed with that exercise program because I'd be a lot further along now. Hey, great news, folks. You could change Every day you could hit reset. You could start again every day. Start today. Hit that reset button. All right? That's all I'm saying. Two pains in life. Discipline weighs ounces. Regret weighs tons. All right, so this is what you got to do. You got to do five things because you don't want to waste another year. You don't want to be back a year from now, you know, with all those plans, all those goals, and all those resolutions and revolutions, and nothing happened. You're still the same as you are today. That's that. That's going to weigh tons. That's going to be the regret you're going to feel. So don't waste another year. Here's five things you could do. Number one, change the inner game. Change the mindset. Get rid of the limiting beliefs. Know that you could do whatever you want. Again, within reason, you know, we're not going to be professional golfers or brain surgeons, but, you know, losing weight, get in shape, stop smoking, stop drinking, uh, improve your relationships, get a new job. You can do that. And you, and you can do that. All right. So change the mindset. Okay. Get a positive mindset. Quit the negative self-talk. Number two, what is your vision? What do you want? Write it down. You know, go, go large or go home. Say, hey, I'm going to get the job this year. I'm going to start that business finally. I'm going to, by the end of the year, I'm going to be real close to, to doing my own thing. Okay, you got to plan it out. You got to have milestones along the way that's keeping you on track. Okay, but you can do it. And what do you want to change? You know, what do you want to change about your life? Write it down. Set standards. What is your new routine going to be? What is, <laughs> what are you going to do every day? You know, you got to start figuring that out. And that goes in number five, develop the rituals and be disciplined. Just just do it. Quit making excuses. Don't waste another year. Anyway, that is it. That is the New Year's message. Again, kind of a heavy message, but I think it's, you know, all, all of us are thinking about these things, and I'm trying to help you, trying to give you a path, trying to give you some food for thought, and I hope I did. So, again, this is the last podcast, last vidcast for 2023. Uh, we will be back right after the first of the year with a brand new one. Not sure what it's going to be. I'm going to plan that out, though, this week. <laughs> I'm going to take my own advice. This is the Platinum Business Break Podcast, the New Year's 
Resolution or Revolution Season 3, Episode 21. It is sponsored by Platinum Trading Technologies and the Platinum Business Academy. Again, uh, check the links below. Check it out. If you are an individual, if you're looking to up your game, improve your, your business skills and knowledge, man, the Platinum Business Academy can help. It's, again, something we're, we're now offering to individuals where we were only offering it to companies before, but we're going to give you access to over 3,000 courses. And, again, these are business and business-related type courses. Uh, we're also going to provide certifications. So if you go through the work, a certification is going to take about four months because you're going to watch all the videos and you're going to have to go back, take some tests. Yes, there's there's some tests. There, it's, it's not that hard. If you are really, really wanting to improve yourself, you know, maybe you want to get a uh, intermediate Excel certification from us. You can do that. It's not from Microsoft. It's from us. But our videos are professionally produced. Uh, by learning professionals and they're anywhere from four to ten minutes and depending on the certification I mean it could be you know 10 courses it could be 25 courses but the point is when you're done with that you will have new knowledge okay so we want to help anyway I'm gonna stop with that commercial but hey, check it out if you again links are below and uh, if you're interested hey, just you know sign up for it I promise you it's so uh, it's well worth it it's the best value in the skills development world okay so check it out hey thanks for watching thanks for listening and we just want to wish everyone out there all of our listeners all of our followers all of our friends all of our colleagues just you know have a wonderful holiday season and we wish you the best new year and a wonderful 2024 and we will see you soon